Increasingly, the left wing has used schools to change our culture by indoctrinating school kids. Parents may wish schools just taught academics, but they have a different agenda. Last year, it was critical race theory. This year, it's critical gender theory. This is Bob Boyd. And Jerry Boyd. This is Issues in Education. More evidence of this indoctrination is revealed by Chris Rufo, who exposes schools like the San Diego Public Schools that are implementing this far-left gender theory. That's right. Chris Rufo of the Manhattan Institute says that materials used by the school district to teach teachers in training workshops that male and female are merely, get this, social constructs (laughs) that (laughs) oppresses transgendered, non-conforming students. Young students are being subjected to this radical ideology, and it's a pattern we're seeing all across this country. To explain more, Chris Rufo, who's a fellow at the Manhattan Institute, he was the one who exposed critical race theory last year, is telling us how the teacher training for the entire K-12 system in San Diego is being used to indoctrinate school children into this critical gender theory. Chris Rufo, have you seen this in other school districts? This is teacher training for the entire K-12 system, and we've seen in other school districts like Portland and Los Angeles that they're teaching these ideas. They're taking radical gender theory from the universities, they're injecting it into the elementary and secondary school system with the intent of destabilizing people's identity to make them into radical gender activists and then saying very simply that heterosexuality is a quote system of oppression. They're also trying to break down the words man and woman and eliminate them from the vocabulary and then encouraging kids as young as elementary school to adopt synthetic sexual identities like gender queer, pansexual, two-spirit. It's stuff that is is out of the most insane academic textbooks. And what we've seen here is that they're bringing it down to very young ages. It's very scary. One has to wonder, what is the purpose of teaching that heterosexuality is a system of oppression? Eliminate the words man and woman? What is going on? To encourage elementary school kids to adopt, get this, synthetic gender identities like gender queer, two-spirit, pansexual. Sounds like science fiction. All parents want is for their kids to learn reading, writing, and arithmetic. So what is the real purpose behind this nonsense? Last year, they were promoting critical race theory. This year, they're promoting radical gender theory. And the idea is to turn students not toward education, but towards left-wing political activism. That is the through line to all these materials. And there's something even more scary. It's not just theoretical for these kids. The policy in San Diego and in most big city school districts in California is now that schools can facilitate a child's gender or sexual transition, and the default policy is to keep it a secret from parents. That's pretty sneaky, keeping their agenda secret so parents won't know about it. So they think the schools are just the same as they've always been. The shock comes when Johnny comes home from school and says he knows that he's really a she underneath. What a surprise. So Johnny becomes Joni. The Bible says, Be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And yet the schools do the opposite. They transform how kids see themselves, see their most basic identity. That's outrageous. 
This is a program that runs deeper than the ideas. It's about transforming how kids see themselves. It's about destabilizing their identities and then using them as political pawns. This is just outrageous. How do parents feel seeing their kids being used as political pawns in a spiritual cultural war against God and against basic civilization? It must grieve their heart. It surely must. No country in history has tried to convince kids to see themselves as the opposite sex, the opposite of reality. We're raising a generation of schizophrenics. Parents have to get very loud and very vocal. It's time to shut this down. We shut down CRT last year. We're going to shut down radical gender theory this year. Well, we did let parents know about critical race theory last year, and parents did speak out at school boards. But unfortunately, critical race theory didn't just go away. Oklahoma passed a law prohibiting critical race theory, but the Tulsa, Oklahoma schools still taught critical race theory contrary to state law. School districts hide what they're doing so they can tell parents, oh, not in our schools. Oh, we don't teach that. How did you find out the San Diego schools were teaching this gender confusion? They might be trying to hide it. They didn't do a very good job. But the simple fact is these are documents produced by the district, in some cases produced by the district in partnership with Planned Parenthood. They're available for anyone to see. I encourage people to go through them piece by piece. It's absolutely shocking. It's so arrogant for schools to take taxpayer money and teach the opposite of what parents want. It's a violation of biblical faith that clearly teaches that God created just two sexes. He created them male and female. So why do schools circumvent faith and family? Because families and religion are the two great obstacles for left-wing revolutionaries. I've seen in documents from Portland Public Schools that they're explicitly training teachers how to convince Christian parents that their children should be adopting these synthetic sexual identities. They're really trying to break down that barrier of the family, break down that barrier of faith, because they believe in their heart of hearts that these are the two biggest obstacles for achieving their left-wing cultural program. The gall to take someone else's children and corrupt them, break the kids' beliefs, using children to radically change them to change our culture, while Chinese third graders are learning multivariable calculus. Our third graders are being taught that men can have babies. This will not end well for us. Ask any child or your grandchild if they believe they can be whatever gender they choose to be, You might be surprised by their answer. Try to get eggs from roosters and milk from a bull, and you'll see gender really does matter, especially at milking time. (laughs) They really believe their socialist utopia can be achieved once they break down a child's basic identity as a boy or a girl. And you know this when you consider the number of young people who now say that they are transgender. It has dramatically increased. That's right. Three times as many kids under the age of 17 say they are not the same sex with the body they were born with. We've been talking with Chris Ruffo of the Manhattan Institute telling us how the left wing is intentionally using school children to break down the two obstacles to remake America. Our founders knew that faith in God and the family were the obstacles to our enemies' attacks on our values. 
Founder Sam Adams said, quote, While the people are virtuous, they cannot be subdued. Once they lose their virtue, they will be ready to surrender their liberties to the first internal or external invader. If virtue and knowledge be diffused among the people, they will never be enslaved. Close quote. Ben Franklin in 1787 said, Only a virtuous people are capable of freedom. As nations become more corrupt and vicious, they have more need of masters. Just think of that. Only a virtuous people are capable of freedom. As nations become corrupt, they have need of masters. In other words, tyranny. That's why from 1607 until 1962, school children read the Bible at school. There was no separation of church and state. School children prayed every day in public school for 355 years. School children read the Bible, knew the Ten Commandments, and prayed to God. Our founders considered biblical belief essential to freedom. The question our culture needs to answer is truth absolute or relative. Does everyone get to make their own definitions? Or will we agree that words have meaning for everyone? You don't get to make up your own definitions. Fox News TV host Tucker Carlson talked with a student, Lake Ingalls, who is a religious studies major at Indiana University in Pennsylvania, in a class about Christianity, and he was punished because he stated there were just two genders, male and female. His feminist theology professor booted Lake Ingle out of class and would have postponed his graduation if the college president hadn't intervened and reversed the teacher's blatant prejudice decision. Unbelievable. Lake Ingle is one of them. He's a student at Indiana University of Pennsylvania. In a religion class, a class about Christianity, he stated his belief that there are two genders because, again, that's biology. And for that, he was told he had to apologize in front of the class, stand silently while they critiqued him for education camp stuff. Lake Engel joins us tonight. Lake, thanks for coming up. So I don't know if I was mischaracterizing that. You had this professor called Allison Downey who was so threatened because you disagreed with her that she tried to get you to sign some form apologizing for your unorthodox, non-allowed thoughts, and then what happened? Yeah, she asked that I would sign a document complying with her, asking me to apologize to the class as well as giving her a written apology. She asked that I would stand in front of the class in silence as I apologized, and then they would give any comments on my outbursts. Did she say what specifically she was so offended by? She didn't like the fact that I disagreed agreed with the subject being pushed in class, being more than one gender, male privilege. What did you say about gender that made her so mad? Biologists don't agree that there are more than two genders. They don't believe that there are 72 genders or more across the board. Most of them disagree, and she really didn't appreciate that. So Lake did get back into class, and he will graduate on time. His college president intervened and reversed the teacher's prejudice decision. It's amazing that a theology professor, she was teaching this class called Christianity, Self, Sin, and Salvation. What an oxymoron for this feminist to be teaching a class on Christianity, talking about sin and salvation when she needs to get saved herself. 
What about the U.S. Department of Education requiring schools to comply with civil rights law Title IX, prohibiting discrimination based on gender identity? That would force schools to allow young men who say they are women to compete in girls' sports. Here's an athlete who trains so hard, daily workouts, diets, practice, over and over, only to lose to a man who has so much more strength and speed and abilities. The two transgender athletes took off flying and left all of us girls in the dust. Throughout all four years of high school, I was forced to compete against biological males. I only competed against them in the sprinting events. But I raced against these athletes over a dozen times throughout the years, and every single time I lost. And if they were not there, I would have been able to qualify. So I missed out on so much throughout my high school career. It is so frustrating and heartbreaking because we elite female athletes train so hard to shave just fractions of a second off of our time. And going into races knowing that we will never be able to win. After so many losses, it just gets to the point of, why am I even doing this? Training so hard and sacrificing so much just to place third and beyond. Is this the end of women's sports in a few years? I would not be surprised in a few years. There will no longer be women's sports. It will literally be men's sports and transgender sports. She says no more women's sports, just transgendered and men's sports. All of this gender confusion isn't just about what's a woman or who's a real man. This is about truth versus lies. All this gender ideology stuff, it's really a war on truth. It's really, it really comes down to yes. relativism and the belief that we all get our own truth and our own reality. And I think that's what... That's ultimately what they're trying to defend, I think. Jesus takes the confusion out of all of this. There has always been masculine women. That doesn't make them men any more than feminine men makes them women. Pastor H.B. Charles of the Shiloh Metropolitan Baptist Church of Jacksonville, Florida, makes it really clear. Jesus explains marriage. First, Jesus says marriage is a heterosexual relationship. From the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. The Pharisees' trick question addressed a trending topic. But Jesus is saying, Lord help me, do not base your theology on the opinion of the day. Base it on the timeless truth of God's word. Don't base it on what the government is saying, what Hollywood is saying, what professors are saying. Jesus says, if you want to understand it correctly, go back to the beginning and see what God says about it. But focus on what God's will was from the beginning. Genesis chapter 1 verse 27 says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Jesus affirms Adam and Eve were real people. They were real people made by God as male and female. Lord have mercy. Male, female. The creation of two sexes. The nation can change its laws. It can't change divine order. Here's a public school teacher in California talking about how schools are implementing gender identity and sexual orientation. 
Hi, my name is Brenda Lebsack. I'm a public school teacher in Santa Ana Unified and also a school board member in Orange Unified. Some of the new curriculum that's out there, the new law that was passed for the California Healthy Youth Act, the curriculum is mandatory for middle school and high school for gender identity and sexual orientation. There's no standard. Anything goes. Some people say there are only two genders, but there are really many genders. Gender identity refers to one's internal, deeply held sense of being male, female, neither of these, both or other genders and may not necessarily correspond with an individual's sex assigned at birth. When babies are born, people ask, is it a boy or a girl? Babies can't talk, so grown-ups make a guess by looking at their bodies. There are more than just two choices. More than just two choices? This is crazy, and they keep adding more and more. So what do you choose to be today? Talk about confusing children, and parents thought they were sending their children to learn about academics, not choosing their gender. God has made men and women differently for a reason. Men don't have babies, (laughs) for one. They're different. Michael Gurian is really an expert. He's done extensive scientific research on the difference between boys' and girls' brains. In his book, Raising Boys by Design, Michael Gurian says that boys and girls learn differently, so they need to be taught differently. And to illustrate it, I love to tell the story about giving little girls and little boys dolls and trucks oh, yeah. and see what the boys do with these dolls, are the easiest example. Giving little two, three-year-old girls trucks, oh, they see it as a human being and they, almost in every case, nurture it, rock it, and talk to it, right? Both sides of female brain, very verbal, connected to feelings, they talk to it. But males take the head off the doll, take the arms off the doll, throw the doll up and down, careen the doll around on the ground because they see it as a spatial object. They don't see it as living, and of course it's not, it's plastic. They see it as a spatial object. The boys use the dolls as projectiles to be thrown (laughs) or (laughs) catapulted into enemy forts. (laughs) While the little girls use the toy trucks as dolls and they covered them up with the blankets and put them next to them, cuddling the little toy trucks and treating them like babies. So trying to change the nature of boys and girls is futile. They are hardwired differently. You don't need brain scans to know that boys and girls are very different because they were created by God for different functions. Vody Bauckham went from the ghetto to a college football star to become a conference speaker and author of Family Driven Faith. Pastor Vody Bauckham is an author and dean of the School of Divinity at African University in Lusaka, Zambia. Dr. Vody Bauckham has an MA and doctorate degrees from Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary and Southeast Baptist Theological Seminary. Now, if you haven't been in a gender studies class in the last few years, it's the idea that people are normally supposed to be heterosexual. That is now considered a myth. The myth that people born in male bodies are men and people born in female bodies are women and that no matter what you think about those bodies or do to those bodies, you cannot change what God hath wrought. These are now considered myths. I go to war against this woke tyranny, number one, because there is a God who created the world and he has spoken. And I go to war against this woke tyranny because, number two, I love fallen men enough to tell them the truth. There is a God. He has spoken. He created man in his image. 
He created a male and female. He gave us the beauty of the marital relationship as a living, breathing picture of the communion within the Godhead and of the relationship between Christ and his bride for whom he laid down his life. May God grant us grace to believe this truth, to proclaim this truth, and to reflect this truth so that a lost and dying world can hear it. Dr. Vodi Bauckham powerfully tells us he's gone to war against the woke tyranny because there is a God who has spoken and because he loves fallen people enough to tell them the truth and to save their souls. Powerfully spoken. Dr. Vodi Bauckham. Dr. Jordan Peterson is a clinical psychologist and author who says there are masculine girls and feminine boys. People who talk about the diversity in gender are actually talking about diversity in personality and temperament. You can have a masculine temperament if you're a woman. Maybe one in ten women have the average temperament of a man. And you can have feminine men. There are masculine girls. There are feminine boys. What are we going to do about that? Carve them up? Why do so many adults, professionals, and teachers go along with this insanity? Jordan Peterson, why does truth matter? Matters for those who are getting double mastectomies when they're 16. I cared because my government decided that I had to call people by the terms that they designated or I'd be subject to legal penalties. I'm not doing that. I don't care what your reason is. You don't get control of my tongue. He won't be forced to call a girl a boy and vice versa. Matt Walsh, who's the filmmaker of What is a Woman, spoke out boldly to the Loudoun County, Virginia school board. You prey upon impressionable children and indoctrinate them into your insane ideological cult, but none so deranged as the idea that boys are girls and girls are boys. By imposing this vile nonsense on students to the point even of forcing young girls to share locker rooms with boys, you deprive these kids of safety and privacy and something more fundamental too which is truth. If education is not grounded in truth, then it is worthless. Worse, it is poison. You silence the opposing side because you have no argument. It's hoping we shut up and go away, but we won't. I promise you that. If education isn't grounded in truth, that boys are really boys and girls are actually girls, then it's educational poison, as Matt Walsh says, and damaging to children and their future. Demanding young girls share their locker rooms with boys is criminal. Matt Walsh wrote a clever spoof called Johnny the Walrus, where a boy pretends to be a walrus and his mother goes right along with it. Johnny's a boy with a big imagination. Johnny's mom loves her son's make-believe time. You're Johnny the Walrus till you change your mind. And he likes to pretend to be different things, and one day he pretends to be a walrus. And unfortunately, his mother is very progressive and thus confused, and so she's convinced by the internet and by society that if your child is identifying as something, then he really Really is that thing and so she tries to raise her child as a walrus as a sort of trans walrus respecting his self-identity one morning he came downstairs barking and clapping wood spoons for tusks and sock fins a flapping it spoons in his mouth he was pretending to be a walrus i'm johnny the walrus he said with a roar the only problem was johnny wasn't a walrus <laughs> but a little boy playing a make-believe walrus The problem is when adults make believe that some boys are girls and some girls pretend to be boys. There have always been tomboys, masculine girls, and there's always been feminine boys. But they'll always be just what they were at birth. 
pretending does not change anything. Here's Matt Walsh in a debate with some transgendered people on the Dr. Phil TV show. The transgendered people had trouble defining what a woman was. As human beings, we have a sex, male or female. You can have whatever self-perception you want, but you can't expect me to take part in that self-perception or to take part in this kind of charade. You don't get your own pronouns. They are conflating gender and sex because on one hand they say, well, you got your biological sex, but then your gender is whatever social construct. But then they turn around and say that trans women are women actually is a woman. I care about the truth, so basic truth matters. I want to live in a society where people care about the truth. I care about children. These insane ideas about gender are being foist on kids. That bothers me quite a bit. I care about the women who are having their opportunities stolen from them. Matt Walsh cares about the truth, and he won't be forced to pretend. He's not going to change his language to fit their charade. 23-year-old Helena Kirshner transitioned and then detransitioned again back to being a girl. She warns how dangerous it is for adults, teachers, and professionals to lie to impressionable children and teens. Devastating to, especially from a young age, be lied to by adults at school and by medical professionals and told that your body is wrong, you need to change it, you need to get hormones, you need to get surgeries. That's devastating for a young person. When you go on a cross-sex hormone, like that's going to give you not just physical changes but psychological experiences that you can't just act like they never happened especially with surgeries you know a breast implant after a mastectomy is not the same thing as never having your breast taken off in the first place so there's a lot of young women who are going through that who had a double mastectomy at 16 17 18 years old or even younger that happens parents do you want your child to come home and tell you they're exploring their gender identity or just get on with their lives and become educated and focus on what they want to do with their lives. The ultimate agenda of gender ideology comes down to this. It's an attack on God himself to undermine the truth of the Bible, to obscure the gospel and turn reality into fiction. Satan in the garden told Adam and Eve that they can be like God. This is the same lie being perpetrated in public schools the children can decide for themselves what's right and wrong, no matter what God said. They can redefine their own sexual gender. They can have their own truth. In essence, they can become their own little God. If you would like a CD copy of today's program, please ask for number 1796, Critical Gender Theory. That's number 1796, Critical Gender Theory. And you can order a CD copy of this program from our website. Our website is issuesineducation.org. That's issuesineducation.org. Please give us a call at 928-776-0000. That's 928-776-0000. From 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. For Issues in Education, this has been Bob and Jerry Boyd.